one. Dang, I didn't know she did all of that. Yeah, she's new. I don't know. Oh. When that feature just started happening like a week ago. I noticed. Um, oh dang. Okay. Well, welcome back, everyone. I took a little break, <laughs> um, unintentional, but I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to have Maya as my first guest coming back. We had this conversation. I want to say like two months ago maybe like a month I don't know time feels very weird so I really don't know when um a month and a half a month and a half. yeah like somewhere around there um and it was talking about healing at home very broad topic but we realized that at that time we were both going through kind of the same things um and it's so strange because I reached out to Maya um when I was having a very bad night um and the conversation just led to something different um which I really needed at that time so thank you for like being that friends like you know I can call on um so we decided to make that conversation into a podcast so Maya would you like to tell the audience anything about yourself introduce yourself um you can say anything that you want to okay um hi everybody so happy to be here um sorry about my dog it's okay (laughs) (laughs) um so my name is Maya Nicole um I am 24 I live in New York and I'm currently a um digital marketing strategist but I also work as an as an artist and as a stylist wardrobe stylist creative director full-fledged just like creative um I'm just really excited to be here (laughs) I'm very excited to have you here um so let's see what first questions should we should we tackle because this is going to be kind of a a kind of a heavy topic but I think it's definitely going to be worth it um so as I said we're going to be talking about healing at home so I guess my first question for you Maya is how has that been being home and simultaneously going through your healing process um I think healing at home is like of like a double entendre type of statement if that's the right phrase um because at home it's supposed to be like your sense of comfort and where you can kind of just like be yourself and go through all your different phases and stuff like that um but at the same time I feel like like my healing journey kind of started when I was in college where I started to really be like pay more attention to who I was and how I was showing up in different relationships um so by the time I came home I feel like I was really like had my, my heels dug into the ground that I was serious about my journey. And I think being at home at first, you know, cause we were all the way in Florida and I'm from New York. So I was really far away yeah. from home. I'm really far away from a lot of people that I used to, you know, be with and talk to and hang out with or whatever. So making that transition just to come back home, be around people who I thought I was so far removed from, kind of be reminded of old situations and old ways that things played out or whatever. Um, I think it only made my my at-home process a little bit more difficult to cope with in the beginning. Um, I transitioned out of that though um, and turned more so into like a loner because I just felt like everything was like this trigger and just like I was like outgrowing things and people and I was just kind of like forcing people to be in my life or forcing myself to want to hang out with people who I kind of didn't anymore um so on one end I think healing at home was really hard but I think it was really important for me to kind of face myself and and be like this is the root of it all and you have like nowhere else to run anymore you know like you're home now Mm. is 
this is where everything is at. So it's just like yeah. 24 seven, like everywhere. Um, mm. That's a point that I would love to talk more about because I feel as though for me, that's the same thing that happened. Um, when I went home last year, 2020, yeah, last year. Um, so I went home and this was probably either a year or two years of me not being home. And I found myself as soon as I crossed over that threshold of my door, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, what's this energy? <laughs> oh, what's going on? <laughs> like I felt yes. as though I was that 13 year old girl who was like going through the problems yes. that she was going through. So like, I wanted like, I guess hear your voice on that manner, on that topic. Um, like how was that like coming back home and being faced with, I don't know, feelings that you probably left at home. Yeah, it was it was wild because I thought that I was so far removed from it. You know, I, I kind of mm. said this before, but I thought I was I thought I was over it. I thought it was like, okay, like it's done now. I got over it when I was in school. I, mm. I do other things now, so that's not important anymore. But girl, <laughs> oh, oh. as soon as I came home, and you know, you kind of get over that everybody's happy to see you everybody is just like you know really excited just graduating once that kind of like wore off it was just like here you go you get an emotion you get an emotion you get a flashback you get a feeling like, oh wow it was it was something crazy and my I remember I would talk to my parents about it at first um especially my mom like I would be having these breakdowns she'd just be looking at me like I don't, I don't uh, even know like what to say because it seemed so outlandish and out of left field like how where I was coming from and what I was feeling but it was just like things that I hadn't dealt with for years you know mm-hmm. being here so um yeah it was crazy it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> and it was, isn't it like um like that's so crazy to think about like every time I think about this conversation because I remember I think I either did a blog post on it at one point and every time I think about it I'm just like wow it's amazing how as you said like we left home we went to Florida we're like oh yeah I'm fine I'm not over this I'm fine and then as soon as we go back into that space it's like oh no like time never moved on like you you probably left this space but what happened in this space never like left Mm -hmm. um and I feel as though that I don't know if like people have done research about this but I feel as though the spaces that we occupy and the things that we go through in that space um I feel as though we can only take care of it or deal with it when we're in that space if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like us leaving to go to Florida we may have dealt with the emotional baggage of that space but we never dealt with like the physical baggage that that space Mm -hmm. had yeah um I don't know if that makes sense but that was just thinking about it I understand what you're saying um I think there's definitely validity to that statement um I think of it like like how you're saying you know you kind of emotionally kind of deal with it but at the end of the day you know like you have like somewhere else that you're going like Mm -hmm. in the future so it's easier in my opinion to just kind of ignore certain things and be like yeah whatever I'm leaving anyways that was my mindset before mm-hmm. I left um I was just like I mean yeah this hurts but I'm gonna be over it by the time I'm gonna be in school now I'm gonna be living a whole new life um but at the same time 
I think those same emotions that we thought we were leaving never left. You know, they were still with us in Tampa, um, projecting out in different ways, coming out in different relationships, and um, mm. like kind of replaying itself. In my in my experience and in my opinion, they were like replaying itself. But I just wasn't able to see it as that until mm. I came back to where it all kind of started, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like mm. this is where." the root is and like that that's where like the physical element comes into play and it's like okay it's not more so maybe about it being the place you have to heal from but because we never healed from it that's where those emotions are stored and the only place mm. you can like tap into them and bring them back out again um I mean there's so many ways you could probably look at it so I think that you're right 100 percent that because we left it just was like a little blanket which got ripped mm-hmm. off, but we came back. It's like, okay, playtime's over now. Let's get back into it. Mm. And I remember you said um, that you were having this conversation with your mom mm-hmm. and your mom kind of didn't know how to assist you in that, you know, coming back home in that transition. Um, so my next question for you is how has it been healing? Because I know when we were in Tampa, we were were by ourselves, you know, we were alone, independent. But how has it been coming back home and healing as you're with your parents and your siblings? Um, I think that since I've been home, um, a lot of of, uh, things that maybe I was dealing with when I was younger were actually more so things that I was dealing with, you know, in school with friends, but probably more like at home things and processing and communicating and handling emotions. Um, So when I first came home, I think it was hard because I hadn't lived at home for so long, right? Mm -hmm. I came home, when I was in college, I maybe I went home twice every school year, once a semester. So in the summertime and then only at winter break, that was the only time I came home. Mm -hmm. So to be back home now, it's like, you know, three months in, six months in, I'm like, oh, okay. Everybody, you know, changes, grows, grows up. It's me, my youngest brother, who is damn near an adult now. He's <laughs> senior year in high school. Um, everything is just so different. So, I think, like, it, it's not that it made it any more easier. You know, I don't think it made it any easier for me to come home and then have my parents here. Not in a bad way. You know, it wasn't like they made it any worse for me, but um, it was just something that wasn't easy. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that them being here maybe necessarily made it any easier because I had to adapt to them again, um, Mm -hmm. while also trying to be like, I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you do that. And Mm -hmm. this is exactly what the problem is. Um, And then also kind of like, not being able to say that and not being able to express certain things it was just so it's a lot of like different layers to it um so I can't say like it was it was good or it was bad it was just like still lessons to be resolved within it mm. Mm, that's a good point oh and you brought up something just now which I feel um dang how did you say it um Wow, it's amazing how things like they come to you and as soon as they come they're just like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna dip yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it um oh it was like um dealing with 
how did you phrase it? Like dealing with things that are, okay, it's like telling your parents like, oh, this is kind of problematic mm-hmm. um, and kind of dealing with that. And I know this is like the core of our conversation when we had it, we were talking about how it, how is it, how do we deal with healing when people in our family may not be healing or can be healing in a different rate as us so how has that been too along with coming home like you everybody has a different healing process you know everybody's process is different um but sometimes when we are close to someone we expect them sometimes to have the same rate as healing as us you know like kind of mirror what we're doing um so I guess my question to you is one have you found yourself kind of saying why aren't you healing at the same rate as me mm-hmm. or and two how has it been for you healing at a different rate if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I get you. sense. okay um for me I think that I was more frustrated not at people not healing at the same rate as me because I didn't really imagine anybody um to really think about things the way I thought about them. Mm -hmm. So I was more irritated at the fact that I'm pointing this out to you now, so how do you still not see it? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm telling you exactly what it is now, like this A, B, C gives you D. (laughs) Why are you not here yet? Um, and, And you know, I completely empathize and like sympathize and whatever, all that other good stuff with everyone like on their journeys, but only if I know that you're on your journey right and there are some times when I feel like especially when it comes to the older generation that they're not on any journey because they don't think anything is wrong because they've just been so like conditioned to just like I'm doing better than my parents so that's all that matters and it's like "Mm, I'm gonna have to stop you right there because that's not true and how much better you know are we really doing if people are still upset and hurt by certain situations and things that you do um so am I mad that everybody's not healing at the same rate no I just I just would prefer that everybody at least pay attention to the things they can do better and improve about themselves Mm -hmm. and I had to learn that that's that part right there like that want is not a part of my healing process Mm -hmm. like because everybody else wants to be like you know head up their ass not thinking about anything and just living life as they think is everything is good and dandy like that's on them mm-hmm. and you know that can't like hopefully it can't like, <laughs> stop my love for them or you know stop a relationship with them but at the same time in order for me to heal I have to have like that emotional boundary to say yo all right I'm not going to be all caught up and irritated and upset about the fact that you got X, Y, and Z problem. And I'm telling you how to fix it. And you're not listening, or I'm telling you how this relationship could be better. And you're not listening. Like all those little things kind of, um, were something that I think at first were making my journey really hard for me because mm-hmm. I wanted everybody to be on the same page as me. And I wanted more support on that page. Cause I felt like I was doing it by myself. And I was like, well, if you guys, we get up on here with me it will be great good yeah but then I started to think about um like what trauma really is right and how it gets passed down to from family members generation 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 and like imagine asking our parents to like heal with us Mm. at like 50 60 years old 
and we're only I'm only 24 so they have a, a whole other 30 years to mm. deal with and then I'm like yeah come with me now because what you did for the past 24 affected me this way mm. it's like I'd rather you go back to your childhood and like heal your inner child and like reassess how you show up in your world so you can show up differently in mine mm. so yeah that's like how I've how I've like sat on it and processed it to get to like an okay place with everybody being at their different levels. I feel like I don't too long to answer that question, but. Oh no, I love it. I, I love everything that you said. And then on, on top of that, cause I know your dad, I think he's from um, Jamaica, I think. Yeah. So on top mm-hmm. of that, like dealing with, you know, that Caribbean aspects of how yeah. mental health is being perceived, you know? Um, and you said something just now too, where it was, our family members not knowing or yeah them not knowing what he, I'm not gonna say what knowing what healing is but because they think that I'm doing financially better than my parents then everything is okay you know yeah. and I feel as though sometimes they negate 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 the um, emotional aspect of what is mental health because even for me too I I realized that out of all the people in my family, I'm the youngest. Uh, my two brothers, I think one is like almost 40 and the other one is like 35 going, you know, on that. I really should know my brother's ages, but I really don't. Um, yeah, I can't, can tell you. Um, <laughs> but they're older. And when I look at them and then when I look at me, when, how I deal with my mental health, is like you can, it's night and day. You know, it's really nice and day because I would speak up when my dad says something that hurts me. Like mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, um, my dad, I don't know if he realizes what he did, um, but he would be like, oh, what shipness is he saying? Like every single time, like if I say something that he didn't agree with, mm-hmm. he would be like, oh, what shipness are you saying? So every time I would hear that, I would internalize that and be like, oh, I'm so dumb because my dad is telling me that I'm dumb. Right. So then one day, I think I was probably this was either me coming to UT. So probably like the summer of 2015 or summer of 2016, yeah, 2016. And my dad said it. And I was like, I need you to please stop saying that because I don't know if you realize that is hurting me more than, you know, because it's not just a statement that you're saying, it's you breathing life into me. And you're telling me basically that I'm dumb. You know, and I don't, I don't like to be called dumb, especially by my parents. Right. Um, and then when I said that, he was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just I saying. Think, <laughs> That's yeah, I'm just like, I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just saying like, this is hurting <laughs> my feelings. Yeah. And it was other conversations too like that, that really made me realize that my parents never had the privilege of telling their parents when things hurt them mm-hmm. so then I was with my brother last year I was staying with him and my niece it's so crazy how we can see it as you go back to that family trauma you can see nights like you can see so clearly where things come from so my brother yeah. is doing the same thing that my dad was doing to me mm-hmm. and my niece I can see that she was like silencing herself and she didn't want to say when things hurt her so one day like my brother did something and I took my niece aside and I was like do you know it's okay to speak up for when like when my when your dad is hurting your feelings Mm -hmm. and I saw like a light switch flipped in her eyes and she was like what I can do that yeah like I can do that like I can I can use my voice Mm -hmm. so then that night when he came home 
like after we had that conversation, he came home and then my niece, like, you know, like when you're preparing to do something, you look at the person who gave you, like gives you encouragement yeah, like, and you're like, I'm about to do it. <laughs> so like she turned to me and I was like, oh, she's about to do it. Mm-hmm. So like my brother and his girlfriend's in the kitchen and she was like, daddy, I didn't like when you did that to me this morning. And like, he kind of like passed over it, but then she turned back to me and I was like, continue, like continue saying it. Even if he's not hearing you, it's good to get that out of you. Mm-hmm. And she said it. And then when she came back to me, she was like, auntie, I said it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you did sis. Hey. You no. Know? And it's just like, yes. it's just how, I don't even know how to like wrap that up, but it's like one family trauma, generational mm-hmm. trauma. It, you can see it as clear as day if you just pay attention to it. Yeah. And then on top of that, to understanding that even if it's one household, each of us are born in different time periods. Mm-hmm. And with us being born in different time periods, we deal with mental health differently and our healing process differently. Yeah. Like for my mom too, her healing process right now is I think her getting back to like exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I don't think she knows how important that is for me to see her do that um, because she's finally like, this is my life. Like mm-hmm. I am holding it by its neck yeah Um, you know like I'm dealing with this um so yeah it's just very interesting to see how even in our families things can go you know differently yeah so things I I think that I can 100% agree with your story and relate I too have like older siblings who have children um and I have a niece as Mm -hmm. well who I spend I won't say a lot of time I wish I could spend more but I do like you know dedicate time to just like talk to her and try to empower her Mm -hmm. and help her like find her voice because she is more on the quieter side on the silent side of life because of the things that she has digested and you know listened to and just like held close to her heart unfortunately Mm -hmm. um and I think that is something that I can that I find to be like one of the the most rewarding experiences of my healing journey is that to be a part of the same family right but to recognize that this isn't right this isn't right this person is full of shit you know (laughs) don't think about this worry about this focus on this in two years is not gonna matter I get to tell her those things and like have the experience and be like yeah this is actually fact like whether she believes it or not you know Mm -hmm. or she listens to it and might say you know I sound good but that's not gonna work for me whatever it is like I know that at the end of the day I'm putting out my best effort to try to heal like the lineage like Mm. deeper than just you know me talking to her and you know whatever like I want her to literally like turn into a butterfly and Mm. like have that cocoon moment off of everything because I think especially for the young like people who are younger than us with social media being way more like influential in their childhoods than it was in ours and it's really like heavy in our lives right now but for them I think it's just so much easier for them to just kind of get sidetracked with everything and not even notice that the world outside of their family or outside of their walls where they're like feeling angry and upset exists except for on their phones you know and that only makes them feel even more like messed up and like screwed up in the head and maybe that sounds worse sounds harsh but like they just don't feel you know their best all the time because there's so many things reminding them and pointing out to them that they probably shouldn't um 
what was my point? I just think that at the end of the day, <laughs> it's really important that, um, you know, like you're doing for your niece, like that stuff like that is really important because that's going to impact her now. And then like, it's going to help her be a strong woman when she gets older and then her kids. And then that just brings in everything like for the bloodline. Um, and mm. I think that's what like, to go back to the other question about everybody being on a different rate. I think that's what my frustration comes from because it's not just about me. Mm. and it's never been just about me it's always been about this if you're like this and you'll wake up with this person and this person will like you more and it'll be like this and then we can all hang out and all we you know like it would be mm-hmm. it would be great if it was like that so if we have even just small instances like with one family member where it's just like our nieces then I think that those are just like beautiful moments like love that honestly yeah and it's like and I think you brought this up um with the healing of our lineage and I think oh man every time I think about it um I think that is why we do the work well for me personally I do the work that I want to do um in terms of my healing process because I know I don't know if I what's the word um I can't remember this book that I was reading, but basically talking about like generational trauma and how in women, there's already three generations within us. Mm. So in my grandmother, there was my mom, there was me, and there's going to be whoever I give birth to. Mm-hmm. So in me, there's already three generations. So imagine if I did not take care of me, I am already affecting the mm-hmm. three people who are coming after. I'm affecting my daughter, my son, their daughter, their son, or their daughter, their son. So it goes more than just, me wanting to heal for me is me right. healing because I know that within me there's already people who are depending on me to heal mm-hmm. you know and to see that for my mom my dad how much I see myself in them and like my behaviors in them and I always used to think like I wonder if they had gone to therapy or if they had like done hardcore work if I would have turned out differently you mm-hmm. know because I feel like a lot of my triggers and behaviors come from them and I'm like wow if they had like dealt with this I wonder if I would have been here right now like in this situation right now worrying about the same things that I've been worrying about um but then I remember we having a conversation and we were talking how sometimes it's kind of detrimental to think of healing the collective before we heal ourselves um so I want to kind of dive into that too like how do you feel about um the healing the collective um, before healing ourselves. I know we talked about it in terms of like our siblings, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, how do, how do you feel about that? Um, I think two months ago, I might've said that it was more important to heal ourselves than like healing everybody else um, because that's probably more like a face, like an escapism thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that same like sentiment and idea, I think I'm just really... <sighs> come to grasp with the fact that once we heal ourselves, we are healing the collective, you know? Mm-hmm. Once we are like showing up as our most like authentic selves and being like um, free of our fears and anxieties and different things of that nature, that'll only help <clears throat> other people live in their truths as well because they see somebody else who is doing it. Just like we all idolize, you know, celebrities, Rihanna's first person comes to mind. Rihanna don't give a hell about what nobody got to say. She's going to wear what she wants to wear, mm-hmm. what she wants to do. And, you know, we all love that about her, that raw, that authentic energy, because we think it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, and just if everybody kind of looked at their selves that way, like, yo, I'm showing up real and 100% and I'm here healed and I'm not worried about 
we all gonna have worries and stuff, but you know, I'm not worried about certain things that bothered me anymore that were keeping me down. Like I said, you know, that's only gonna help everybody else around them. Like for you, you healing yourself is gonna, your niece is watching you in life, you know? Like my niece is watching me in life and it's like, sometimes I'll do something and I'll see her do something similar. And I'm like, oh, that's so dope. And I don't think about it in terms of like, yeah, she's imitating me or like, you know, looking to me until she'll say something that's like, yeah, I saw you do this, I wanna do it. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) thank you. and like once I once I like really caught on to that I was like oh this is like this is bigger than me because mm-hmm. you know like you said before like if we're really if our rooms are for three generations people you know are needing us in the future and that's a lot of pressure but I also find that like the people before us need us too like my mom and like my grandmother and stuff like that I feel like there's a parts of like there are parts of their healing journey Mm -hmm. that they haven't gotten to yet but they would like not need me to get there but if I got somewhere I feel like it would help them like Mm -hmm. it's a catalyst for change type of situation Um, and that can be something as small as like a finance situation like if I win the lottery or I get my six-figure job in the next six months or something like that you know (laughs) if that happens then it's like now I can relieve some of their stresses where they can really just now focus on themselves uh-huh. and, and clear their, their, you know, chakras and all their good stuff all about of there. And then mm. the collective is working towards something different. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's important. And I, I would think I'm going to always push for everybody to like focus on themselves and say, me first, of course, because if you don't put yourself first and you don't prioritize yourself, you'll just be out here with poor boundaries um so you know definitely like look out for you but don't ever think that it's only about you you know at the same Mm. time like what you're doing is for yourself for the greater good of everybody else it just has to start with you that's how I look at it now I love that and I love how you also said like um even though we have to look forward in terms of like the three people who are inside of us we also have to look backwards as well the three people who came before us I never really thought about that because I always think about like moving forward but sometimes too you have to look back because even as I'm thinking about some like so many things that I have been open to my mom about I've realized she pays more attention to Mm-hmm. Um, even though she says in a joking manner, you know, sometimes um, <laughs> like, she would be like, "Oh, Hannah, you need to go and get a therapist." Like she would like say funny like yeah. things like that. But I know that she's still listening to me because she's mm-hmm. saying these things. Right. Um, so that's definitely yeah. I never really thought about that. So yes, yes. I will also say like in terms of even character traits, right? You said you notice how you have attributes of your mom and your dad. Like there are some parts, maybe like even trauma wise that aren't ours. Like they're not ours at all. But like when your mom was pregnant with you, she was going through something and then that gets passed down to you. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, your mom experienced something when she was younger. She never let that go. She grew up now. You have this fear and this worry about mm-hmm. something you've never experienced in your life. Or your grandmother went through something or your dad, you know, like the stuff like that. I've come to realize like a lot of my, I feel like inner angst, it don't really make sense sometimes. Just like, <laughs> what the hell <laughs> coming from? Um, and then I'll have conversations with my mom 
or even with my dad and it'll be like oh okay i see that's where, that's where I, I get from. it this, this is make mental note here mental note there um so that's why i say you know we always try to and i think this is generational we always say we want to do better than our parents do better than our parents do better than our parents but like like that saying goes i'm a butcher it so don't pay me no mind but it's like you can't anytime you want to say you're going to outdo something or be better than someone you end up like turning into them mm-hmm. um, so that's why i think it's important to not to always look like back and front because you mm-hmm. need to be paying attention to what you can pull from and what you already are like holding on to and mm-hmm. then how you're going to transmute that energy and like morph it in the future Mm-hmm. so yeah that's so weird Maya that's like, that's like a <laughs> mic drop right there I'll, I'll drop it <laughs> <laughs> wow I also want to get your opinion on um showing up as yourself mm-hmm. um and showing up authentically and 100% yourself how do you think people can go about like you know doing that like showing up as who they think they are um okay so funny enough, I went on a walk maybe like two weeks ago or whatever. And sometimes I'll do like voice memo. So my voice memo, I was saying like, I just want to be the person, like be the woman that I am in my head. Like I want to be that outwardly. Um, so that's something that I'm still like currently dealing with and living through. I think the best thing for me right now is to do things alone, Mm. like do all the things that I want to do, but I'm like, damn, like, oh, you're not available. So yeah, it's not going to work. I can't do it. Or, Mm. oh, you don't want to come. You don't like that. It it is stupid. Right. You know, like little stuff like that and, and taking care of me, like, like how they say, um, using your love language, but on yourself, like practicing it on yourself, because once you have like this inner self sanctuary sense of security I think it'll be really hard for you to kind of go against that mm-hmm. and go out into the world trying to people please and and mm-hmm. and make people feel comfortable by making yourself small um I don't think it's an easy thing to do I think it's actually very challenging <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of habits that keep you um playing small and mm-hmm. not believing in yourself but I I think that alone time and doing things on your own, but making yourself, not making yourself, but like having fun while you're doing it and having fun with yourself and proving to yourself that like, I don't need anybody, Mm -hmm. I'm the shit. And like my energy is raw as hell and they're gonna gravitate towards me. Then I think, you know, in time, it'll like, it'll trickle down and like, it'll make you show up more authentically. But I think it happens. I think it definitely happens. It just happens once we accept ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. If we don't accept ourselves, then it'll never, we will never show up as ourselves. Mm-hmm. We won't know ourselves. We won't appreciate ourselves. But like all the corny lines, you know, like self-care, self-love, self-luxury, you know, romanticize yourself, picnic yourself, date yourself, all that stuff like is real. And um, I think, that's the that's the best way you can do it because it's going to be you versus you and you with you you know it's not a versus but it's a me with me type of conversation type of Mm -hmm. lifestyle so yeah wow Maya (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. I'm sitting here like, damn, that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that. Because I'm listening to it. I'm like, I did not know how much I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like I've been thinking so much about life and like now that I moved to a new city um, and like who I was before versus now, who I want to be now. Because, you know, like when people, it's so, it's so funny, but like when you move to a new place, nobody knows you. Right. So you have the opportunity to be whoever you want to be. Sure. So I'm like thinking to myself, do I still want to hold on to the me that I was maybe in Florida or is it a sense that now I have the opportunity to actually get to know who I am as a person mm-hmm. and to then show up as that person, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but as you said, there's always something that is holding you back from mm-hmm. that most authentic self, whether yeah. that's, as we said before, um, it can be a generational trauma kind of thing, you know, cause you're learning from your parents or you're learning from the people around you. Cause you can be thinking, Oh, I love to dress like this, but the people around me are like, you what's that? Mm-hmm. So now you're thinking to yourself, Oh, you what's that? Yeah. You know, like you're, you're trying to mold yourself into the people who you're surrounded by. And also that's another, you know, thing too, like being very mindful of who you surround yourself with, because mm-hmm. not everybody can, first see your vision but it's nice to have people who can kind of understand the vision that you want to have um so yeah just kind of figuring out how to show up in the me that I have in my head but then it's like who can actually handle the me in my head that's always a question that I have in my head it's like if I show up maybe 90% of the person I have in my head is there going to be someone who be like oh my gosh this is she's amazing you know or is it going to be like oh this is too much I need to like calm down you know um so it's like always these thoughts in my head but just now when you said that I was like wow why not show up in the person who I always wanted to be because as you said you're going to attract you know who is meant for you at that point you know right it's it's like when you're not showing up as your authentic self you're gonna attract people who are not authentic or maybe those people are authentic, but they're showing up as a ver- as a person you're pretending to be. Mm. That's why there's tension. That's why you don't really like them all the time, or they're mm. like annoying, you know, because you're not showing up as who you are. Therefore, you're not attracting people who complement your energy. Um, mm. There was a tweet that I saw. And I was like, mm, I felt that. And then I saw it on Instagram post and I was like, okay, I hear you. And then you posted it. It was, um, don't boo yourself off the stage mm. and get a chance to perform. And I was like, well, would you look at that? <laughs> because, you know, for you to say all those things and it's like, oh, five ninety percent should I, whatever and whatever. That was my problem. Like, especially I think when I was in Tampa, like I played a small, like I was mm. very much um to myself or to my little small crews if I ever had a crew was very tiny and it was just us you know and I didn't venture out much and I didn't um link up with everybody who I thought was cool or who I felt like I would like um because I just wasn't comfortable I was nervous you know I was like I don't want them to not like me like bro what (laughs) like when I think about it now it's just so crazy because it's like first of all I'm cool as hell so how could you not like me 100% number one one, how could you not like me but then like if you if you don't like me that is okay that shouldn't be Mm. the thing that kills us and it's like 
like I made this post the other day about rejection or whatever. It was like, you know, rejection, you know, as important as you think you are, all these little, these little meme photo dumps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Like rejection is not as negative as we make it out to be. It's really just something that is a redirection, you know, to something that's mm-hmm. better for you. Um, and it doesn't have to be so negative, but I think when we think about it and let's add in some trauma, right? And we add in those other times as a child when we felt rejected or we felt rejected plus embarrassed or rejected plus, you know, disowned or rejected and humiliated. Uh-huh. Now we have like extra things tied into it. And now this rejection kind of feels like abandonment. And now Ooh. I'm like, wait a minute. Ooh. What's happening here? So, yeah. Once you put all of those layers on it, it, it's as simple as saying, oh, go make friends. But there's so many different things behind it. Um, Where was I going with this? I don't know. But I think the point is at the top of my head is just be patient with that processes, right? Mm. Whenever you do decide to show up as your authentic self, it'll come out when you have the full courage to do so. But I would encourage you as you're in a new city is to do it and fail at it but keep doing it, you know, because of you're always going to find people that you like click with and then you're going to find people that you don't click with and it's it's inevitable, you know, or you're going to click for a while and you won't click no more and that's just a part of life. You don't have any agency over anyone. They have none over you. You don't owe anybody anything. You only owe it to yourself and especially because you're in a whole new city. It's like, the only thing that makes sense is to be whoever it is that you want to be now, because mm-hmm. there's also that elimination of, um, yo, you see Hannah over there? She's been starting to act different. Like, <laughs> da, 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 da. like ain't nobody even seeing you no more, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if they're talking about you, you can't hear that in the cosmos no more. That don't matter. So it's just like, don't dim yourself to fit in. Don't Ooh. dim yourself to be accepted, like be loud in who you are and like proud in who you are. And then I think everything kind of just like falls into place after that. Mm. I can't. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. You, Amaya. (laughs) I I needed that. Wow, wow, wow. today. Hmm. Listen. I am talking to myself. I've been home for, I guess, two years now. And for the first year, like I said before, like I was trying to hang out with everybody, like Mm. people who I wasn't hanging out with before I left. I like rekindled friendships. I think just, just to have like people in my circle and to have people around so I can like go out and do stuff. Mm. Um, And that got old real quick. Yep, it does. I was like, oh shit, hell no. What the hell is (laughs) this? Um, and I felt like it was keeping me in my past, keeping me tied to behaviors that I did not want to participate in anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to do a lot of things just like cold Turkey. Like some people, you know, like I feel like people who are going to watch this might be confused. It's none of my business, but like, (laughs) there are some people that I, I befriended and no, it's not a real issue about them. It was more so about me, but it's like, I can't be around you anymore because our energies aren't on the same, aren't on the same page. And I don't, I don't like what you bring out in me, mm. you know? Um, and then there are some people who I just, 
you just don't really talk to her. I don't think there's any problem. It's just you fade away and it just is what it is. But because of that, and then with the coronavirus and all of this extra lockdowns and blotty blop blops, I became very much like a loner. Like I have people who I do hang out with and I spend time with or whatever, but for the most part, I am very much to myself in my home remotely, <laughs> so I don't have to go okay. anywhere excessively. Um, so for me, I think that, um, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> like just being home um, and, and being like, you know what, this is what it is for me and this is where I'm at. It made me, that, that being a loner and not have, having anybody made me kind of, makes me nervous now. Mm. I want to hang out and like you know do stuff got my hair cut I want to show it off like there are things that I want to do I have fits that need to be seen all that good stuff um and then one day I was like I'm not about to fake the funk with nobody so if I don't have anybody am I going to spend another summer in the house no I don't think that sounds like it doesn't sound I'm too young for that, you know? Like, I'm too young to live my life with a grandma. Like, I'm not even an auntie yet. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to to be so crippled by myself. Mm. Like, that is, the, that is the one thing that I really, like, don't like. And that's what I'm really trying to deal with on, like, a daily basis. Um, is not being so crippling to myself. Because then y'all won't see my greatness. And then, mm. and then what? And then I'm just going to be like... Well, they don't know and they don't support and, and it's just like bro you don't give them anything you know you don't say anything you don't show anything that's why and I think that all comes with alone time and showing up as your authentic self so you won't have to feel so beat up by yourself at the same time for not doing the things that you deep down want to do <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, do you like have a camera inside my please? Because no. I don't understand how you it <laughs> no, was just it's... last night that I was my I was crying last night because I was just like first I joined this guy's live. Um his name, he uh what's his name? Um Belief in Fatherhood. He okay. has a YouTube channel and so he did a live last night. And I don't normally watch lives all the way through. Mm-hmm. But something in me was like, we need to watch this. Yeah. Um, so I was watching it. And then he started to talk about like um, his business because he made his in, um, YouTube into a full-blown business, his family, you know, they're supported by that business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about his mental health and his why, you know, his why behind him showing his kids on the internet. And I was like thinking to myself, why first of all why am I so scared to show the things that I know needs to be said you know like I think you're stuck no yes Okay, I think it came back. I'm sorry, my Wi-Fi kicked out. They said your conversation is a little too good. <laughs> to be happening on this Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry about that. It's all right. Because I was like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> but it's okay. You're back. No. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, this guy. Yes. So he built a whole brand, supported his family with his brand. And he was talking last night. And it's so crazy because the conversation didn't even start off this way, but it ended off this way. And I was like, I don't know, God, are you trying to like talk to me? Like, just let me know. Mm-hmm. So he was basically talking about... um the content that he makes and people ask him questions like how do you stay motivated in a field that is already fully saturated Mm -hmm. and how do you continue pushing through even though you have like these mental health um you know bad mental health days and he was basically saying how he knows his why behind what he's doing like Mm -hmm. everything that we are seeing are the byproduct of that why Mm -hmm. um so necessarily he doesn't have to share it but because he knows his why is so strong he does share it um and he was basically talking about like imposter syndrome as well and then I started to think to myself and I was like (laughs) why is it so hard for me to show up um as the person who I want to be of course you know imposter syndrome um maybe fear of what other people might think but of course that's a very toxic you know way of thinking as well um but it's like this thing that is holding me back from being a person who I know I can be mm-hmm. you know and when you said that just now it's like is it because I'm scared of what that can look like you know or is it because I'm scared of that most authentic version of myself because I never you know never met her mm-hmm. you know never had the privilege of meeting her mm-hmm. so to be able to step into that vision of me is like who child that's kind of scary mm-hmm. you know so yeah wow it's so wow these conversations I don't know <laughs> how they always come back yeah. to what has been in my mind I was just like this is kind of crazy yeah it's no, kind of crazy literally um I I really um I find that to happen more than more than not like with anybody who I talk to especially as of late it's always some type of conversation or something I'm reading um but I would like to just like touch on what you just said about being you know scared of yourself or like the future self I think it's definitely like a combination of both like you know kind of not knowing what's going to happen and just kind of like being intimidated by that person mm-hmm. but also a, a post comes to mind where it said something along the lines of um you know getting to that next level and becoming like a better version of yourself you're going to have to get rid of who you are now and all the things that are like attached to her so I think it's also like a fear of of um there's like a dog hair on my face and I can't see it but I can feel it I don't want to keep picking on my nose on camera but jeez um okay sorry I think that it's more so not more so but I think it also includes the fact that you know we have to not only say this is what I want you have to then say, this is how I'm going to get it. These habits no longer benefit me. So I have to break those habits, build new habits, say goodbye to anybody who's really not for me or who's really not helping me grow. And also like just that extra element of still holding ourselves accountable on that journey to say, even if you fail, fail, very loose word, right? Mm-hmm. Failure is a very loose word. So even if we don't do things to our in, in our mental expectations or how we visually see something in our mind doesn't mean it's not valid doesn't mean it's not good and doesn't mean it won't be well received mm-hmm. 
message for myself because child I sit mm. on so much stuff like me too and you know what the worst part my mom always told me this and it just happens to be true every I don't think that's a word it just happens to be true you know more and more when you sit on something for so long God will remove it from you and give it to somebody else okay 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 you will sit on it for so long and you'll doubt it and be like, oh, I don't know. And then somebody else will go, hear that dog here. Somebody else will go off and do that same idea you had. And you'll be like, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa. And you know, there could be some some uh, aesthetic, different, aesthetic differences or whatever, or you know, you might've gone about it producing it a different way or saying it a different way, but the the, the fact of the matter is that your idea that's in your notebook from, you know, 2015, 2016 is now massly produced to, across the globe. That person's a millionaire because you were scared. Like, that's some sick shit. I'm, I'm sick. No, no, really. No, I'm actually like. <laughs> no, really. Like, because. No. And that can be said for like, even just more of a, more than an idea, you know, like sometimes I'll get in my head so much to like, maybe I'll need like a certain resource, right? Mm. But I won't know who to ask or I might know who to ask, but like, I don't like that person. So I'm mm. not gonna ask. Or this person, you know, did this. So I'm definitely not gonna ask them and reopen up any conversations with them about this. Mm. Or I talk shit about this person to somebody else. So if I would have, ask them then this person got me crazy you know just like all those different elements but that only hurts you know our vision and us in the long run because it's like now I don't have the resource now I don't have my final product and now I'm only more upset with myself Mm. and now I'm only more you know stuck in my current habit because now I'm beating up myself on the inside um which is only like keeping me down and I'm not progressing because of me like of me of me because of me and that's why I say we can't focus on healing everybody else because everybody else still lives their lives you know but we will be the type of person to be like going through something or upset about something and then like life cannot continue because I'm mad or because I'm feeling upset about something and now I'm in the house not feeling creative not feeling inspired not getting anything done and life continues you know like Mm. life goes on so you said you were crying last night I was crying yesterday because I'm like I don't want to be left behind in life like Mm. I feel like there are so many things happening and so many things like taking off for so many people um and like of course I think like we're supposed to be proud of everybody that we're around right and anybody that we love we're supposed to be proud of them and pushing for them for success so 100% you want people to do well but there's, I don't, I don't want to say always, because this is not for everybody, but sometimes when you're not in a place in your life that you want to be, that sense of that, that, that deadly sin of like jealousy and like envy mm. kind of kicks in. But rather than that being a source of inspiration, sometimes I find it to be like more detrimental <laughs> mm. to where now I'm like, okay, so it's not happening for me, huh? now I'm just not gonna do anything I'm just gonna stop and then I just Uh, realized like that's so insane like 
it's just so insane because on top of you know that there's still that element like we're saying we're in fear of other people's judgments so now in fear of anybody else's judgments on the outside you're letting your inner self-doubt and inner critic win it's like Mm -hmm. how the hell could you ever win like that Mm. how could you ever win like that you can't you can't like you you really can't that just clicked in my mind yeah you really can't like so it's just about breaking those bad habits but I think that's like one of the hardest things to have to do oh man first of all that statement your mom said (laughs) yeah wow Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to sleep thinking about that like that's something that I've oh yes 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 you know how sick I would be if I wake up one morning and somebody has an idea that I wrote down in my book that I listen it's happened to me so many times that I just like at this point I'm just like you just didn't move fast enough that's the problem if you would have moved fast enough like they're <clears throat> like I don't know I hope this isn't I'm not trying to be like full of myself or whatever but like I can like say oh, I want I want to wear this type of dress or whatever and then like I'll put the sketch in my phone I have a oh my god I have <laughs> sketch in my phone mm-hmm. from like November 2019 mm-hmm. and I'm like this type of dress is fire bro all of a sudden I get on Instagram like a few months later I see the dress this there's like a she's a she's a she's a very well-known designer but she's like independent like her own brand or whatever mm-hmm. she's wearing like bikinis at one point and then all of a sudden she started doing like dresses and I'm like oh this is her dresses go stupid like those dresses are nice but then this one dress I'm like wait a minute <sighs> <laughs> like like wait what and sometimes I'm like it's 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 you know like a warm confirmation like that you have the right ideas right mm. but it also is like a wake-up call to say you have to believe in yourself 100 percent. you have to believe in yourself because you don't know when you're getting this like idea that you might think is just silly or like outlandish or like mm. i'll never be able to do that and, and then somebody else can get that same you know vision and say <clears throat> oh yeah so that's cool yeah this is for me and they they take off um that makes me think about right now a lot of people are upset that Coyle Ray um is is um up for like BT best new best new female Mm -hmm. um I think that's bullshit I think people shouldn't be upset about that because she worked hard 100% she's been working her ass off to get where she wants to be like on Instagram every day, making music, hits after hit, song after TikTok song. TikTok every single day. And I know all songs, so I Come on now. <laughs> and I've been listening to her music for like two years. There are other women who, yes, rightfully so, should be up there, but there's a small list, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all didn't vote for her to be in there. I'm pretty sure like we get to vote for those people. I think so. You get to vote for who like is on the list and I think you vote for like who wins. Yeah. So at the end of the day, y'all didn't do the girls' shower so mad didn't get up on there. Like y'all didn't do them justice, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my point was just to say, like, you have to work hard for what it is that you want. And no matter what, there is going to be a critic. But what does that do? Why does that stop you? You know, mm-hmm. why does that intimidate you so much? And I don't know why it does, but it does. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I can't answer the question just yet, but it really does like intimidate me and freak me out and scare me sometimes to where the point of, of no productivity happens. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm like saying, you know, I don't want to get left behind and I want to become this woman I am in my head and da, 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 da. I can't do that if I don't get rid of like those crippling fears and 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 self doubts and um I, ideas that I've been holding on to because like we kind of grown or whatever and um I don't really have time to like play games yeah like I really don't yeah. I really don't have time to keep playing games financially with myself spiritually romantically mm -hmm. platonically like nowhere in life do I want to keep playing like I just want to be where I, where I see myself in my head. Like, obviously things take time. It's not gonna happen overnight. But if we have this conversation again in like two months, mm -hmm. like, and then- Oh, nice can, to see like what changes. Yeah, like another two yeah. months, it'll be like, bam, you doing what now? Oh, okay. Oh, sis, like I see you. Wow, mm -hmm. right? And again, it's gonna like, just like, just that type of level up, level up, level up. And I think that's like, what excites me about the future, you know, is that mm. at some point I won't be in this, this bind, you know, mm. and then everything will start falling in from there. Yeah, that's all I got. Man, this conversation took a turn, but I feel <laughs> I, I am not even upset because when I tell you this has been a thing that has been on my mind and it's like, as you said, like, sometimes we don't have the resources that we need to be what we want to be yeah but I would definitely say as a person who is trying to figure out because there's so many things Maya you don't understand how many things I've written down in my book that I want to accomplish things that I've thought about legit when I was like 10 years old mm -hmm. and then recently I was introduced to a new cousin and his partner she created a book that I legit had in my head and I'm thinking to myself Mm -hmm. so you mean to tell me I could have <laughs> I could have mm -hmm. I could have been here right like, I could have I could have been on the other side of it <laughs> and it's like I I'm trying not to let that to also discourage me mm -hmm. um because and there's another thing that I saw in life too even though a field is fully saturated you, nobody's ever going to produce the same product and I don't want it to be a case where I see somebody doing something that I thought about and then I feel scared to do it because there's somebody who told me this too and I can't remember who it is, but they're basically saying there's always going to be an audience for your product. There's yeah. always going to be someone who is going to resonate a lot with what you want to produce and, be, and the story behind you have to say. And yeah. that's the thing that's really been like pushing me and telling me like, okay, Hannah, even though you have this list and even though people are like, you know, clearly have FBI agents watching over your list. Like, it's okay to continue. <laughs> like, it's okay to continue with the list that you have because yeah. there's going to be people who are waiting for you to produce this thing. And I'm just like hearing what your mom said too. And just, it's just like confirmation that I should be doing the things that I want to do. And honestly, screw what other people have to say. Yeah. Oh, screw it. Because at the end of the day, they're not in, they're not, <laughs> at the end of the day, they're not living your life, you know? Right. They're not going to be paying your bills. Mm -hmm. They are not going to have any say in what you're going to do. So why even care, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. And it's true. Like, I think um, something that just came to mind 
it's not only like are we getting these ideas and then somebody else is like still executing them or whatever like it's no mistake that we still got them right Mm -hmm. so that we can add our twist and execute it in the ways that our minds would because we all it's almost like saying like oh I'm not going to go to that party because there's gonna be girls there and it's like (laughs) why would you not go to a party because the girls are going to be there Mm -hmm. because I'm a girl like what (laughs) Duh. like obviously you're a girl but you're gonna go because you don't look like any of them Ex- and you know I think I don't know why that just came to me like that but like if we thought about that with like everything we did in life I think things would be so much different because mm. it's like this is my idea you know this is Hannah Fla's idea mm-hmm. it's not Maya's idea so whatever you say whatever you write whatever you paint whatever you draw it's not going to look like mine. Mm. The two can still exist mm-hmm. and they can both sell and they can both make profit of some sort. 100%. Period. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I have to write that one down. That was good. That was good. Please. Please. <laughs> I, would, I would eat. I'm going to even go back and this is what I always do. I like get snippets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you because... Yeah. Yes. This yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I don't know if you have like any final words for anyone. I just feel as though the last 30 minutes has just been gems after gems after gems after gems after gems. <laughs> so I don't know if you have any more gems, but girl, we are in a whole castle full of gems at this Oh point. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Um, what I don't think I have anything specific to say, but the first thing that comes to my mind is just like to remember that you don't really know anybody. Mm like I know everybody kind of gets on Instagram and they kind of see everybody and they interact with everyone excuse me (laughs) they interact and they're like oh yeah I know she's about this or she's about that and you know she does this is interested in that um and you know they always say that Instagram is just like one side of everybody's face and that shit is really true it is um I could be posting like funny ass things in my story and I'm I was just crying like three hours ago um (laughs) so and that's okay you know like I want people what I want people to know is that it's okay to not be okay but also Mm -hmm. know that you are in full control of how you feel and you're in full control of like how you can change your life like regardless of what the doctors might tell you or your therapist might say or your parents or your siblings or whatever like at the end of the day like I really feel sometimes that life is just a mental game Mm -hmm. like and we have way more control over outcomes and situations than we give ourselves credit for so I would just say everybody should just like tap into their inner self <laughs> and and really find that peace that we're looking for in other people because you don't know anybody, no matter if they're your parents, your, 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 your lover, whatever the hell, like you don't know anybody and it, you don't know anybody, especially if you don't know yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But that's all I have to say. Um, really I think the conversation it definitely I think it, it, it stayed on track for the most I think so. I definitely think so I think it was really good I was really nervous about doing this um I don't ever speak on like a public 
situation like this I used to have like, a little podcast back in mm-hmm. college and do stuff like that but I was always nervous still mm-hmm. um but I don't feel like any jitters or anything like that it, it was just like it's like I'm like I'm having a, a good conversation yeah like yeah. good conversation um I love your platform oh, and you. I can't wait to see what you do next um and yeah I think that we both have a lot of things that's also what I would say like we have so many things in common like spiritually that when we were in Tampa like I don't really think that we really even like connected to yeah we never got a chance to yeah like I think you'd be in my room Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you'd be in my room but I'd be like okay yeah hey girl what's up and then go about my business Mm -hmm. um so also I would say for everybody to keep in mind like you never know who you're going to meet and mm. how they're going to be impactful later on in your life. It may not seem like anything now, but like you never know. Um, so keep yourself open. Mm-hmm. Keep yourself open. 100%. And also, I think, not even I think, I know that y'all should follow Maya. I'm going to put her <laughs> information below. She recently did a project, which I think it's chef's kiss um <laughs> describing love and what love means and i think in that so you ask like if um the participants were happy which i really i really enjoyed that part of the questions too because i don't think a lot of people talk about happiness and if they're actually happy um but it was a phenomenal project and i think you should definitely go and check it out um she also is a painter as well so you'll know you'll have to you know i'm just gonna put everything that maya does underneath and please support her because i definitely want to see her go far um i definitely know too she's going to be a fashion designer so look out for that as well um so yes 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 i this conversation i cannot express to you maya how much i needed this conversation no me too too. yeah i really needed this conversation and i hope this helps other people as well as much as it helped us um and look out for more episodes because i'm definitely i'm back and i'm better yes and i'm i'm coming back so you know hold on to your edges watch her (laughs) i'm here for it (laughs) so yes i hope you enjoyed and bye y'all yes this is so good it was